podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. We're all whistle, and this is true. We love to do the things that we're not supposed to do. We don't need robbing, stealing, or mugging. In fact, don't take it seriously. We're all debugging. <laughs> Hello, my name's Mark Webster. This is the Whistleblowers, and I can't believe it. The old one, two in front of me, and I ain't going to kill his heel to stand on. Oh, it's a disaster. But then again, perhaps my football instincts locked in because the Chelsea and the Spurs are represented. Um, I will start. Let's start in time-honoured top 20 style. Let's start with number two. The old Delaney returns to the fold. Hello, Hello Mark. How are you going? Yeah, not bad, not bad. You must be, and we'll talk about this in detail later on, you must be um, extraordinarily pleased, I think, with the Everton game, based simply on the fact that I think people thought that Ronald Koeman was rolling in a bit with something on his side. And it was it was, it was was much more one-sided than I think a lot of people thought. Oh, it was massively one-sided, and the, the scoreline made it seem like a, a very close thriller, but it, was, it wasn't, we absolutely outplayed him and probably just relaxed a bit too much towards the end yeah bit of a lesson bit of a lesson strangely enough yeah, yeah. Um, that's uh, and that's the, the number two side in the football league Premier League number one side do you know what they want to count want to thank their lucky stars don't they really <laughs> little trip to Stratford last night for Kerry Levy and the Chelsea boys very nice little journey over there, has to be said. Thank was, you. Uh, yeah, well, I'm delighted to have helped you out as best we possibly could. Um, it was technically going to be something of an issue for you. but and, and the thing about just kind of the way that Chelsea go about their business is they go about their business. Was that about, is that about right? I mean, yeah, were, I, I, think, I think last night you saw the, it was the classic case, and we haven't had it for most of the season where we've been the last team to play at the weekend and you know the pressure piles on when you see Tottenham win yeah. and, you know you're watching Man City win and you think oh we've got to you, we're finally in that place where we've got to go out and go alright we're going to nullify all your results now and they went out and it was a very very good effort from Chelsea um, again the scoreline kind of flattered it in the end and made it seem a lot closer than it really was. No, 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 no. I think no, you'll no. find you're making a terrible, terrible error of judgment there. But but listen, we'll, we'll get stuck in that moment. It, it, it's back half of the, uh, of the podcast because patently a lot of, of what goes on during the football season is important in this, not least of which we're now in another swathe of European football coming up, which is affecting neither of you two directly as it, as it goes. Yeah. So this is the way this yeah. pans out. However... As we speak, what's just happened in the last couple of hours as people, it's obviously a lot later as people listen to this, is that Slatan Ibrahimovic just has accepted three match ban. The three match ban. Yeah. Tyro Mings and Bournemouth are deciding to appeal the three match ban. Now, <laughs> I'm, listen, that's, as far as I'm concerned, I can see the logic in both of those decisions. Yeah. But I want to go back to the game itself and back to the nature of what we saw on there. Um, I'm going to use David Priest's article about this. Now, this is a, this is a footballer. And he's a, very, a, a very good writer and B, obviously, an ex-professional yeah. footballer. And he wrote a very good article about this. The fact, and and he, he didn't want to obsess too much about saying people who don't understand the game won't understand what went on there. But he does deal with the story... 
in a way which I think makes it a, 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 arguably a grey area. And you, you boys tell me. He says, for example, they're as bad as each other. Okay, we'll talk about it in a moment's time. The FA have decided not initially. He says, we're still accepting the gladiatorial element of the game is the way that these two conducted themselves during the course of it. And he said that they, the idea about the way that they were playing was to put down a marker, to put down a statement. Now, we've all been around the game long enough to have seen the way that the game has changed. Kerry, for a start, were you disturbed, annoyed, put off by what you saw in those elements of that game? Um, in a word, no. Um, I think that we are all looking for video backup for referees all the time. And I think it's essential. But there is a point where I worry that when you really slow down that stamp from Mings on Ibrahimovic, it looks like the most malicious thing you've ever seen in your life. He looks as though he looks directly down on his head. He's marking exactly where his head is and he stamps on it directly. When you look at it in real time, it's, it's no more than a, 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 a brush against the head and it doesn't look deliberate. Yeah. And I think slow-mo has really worked against him. I would like to think also that a footballer would never think, you know what, I'm going to stamp on your head. Right, well, there's two... Well, there's, you, you dealt with the two stories here. Number one yeah. is that he's been judged by video evidence. And number two, David Brees, as the football says, yeah, he'd give him one. Yeah. It looked to me like they both they both gave each other a right. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, like you say, they deliberately hurt each other. I think that's an argument against video refereeing, by the way, because as, as is so often the case, you can look at it and, and interpret it both ways, just as just as you can in the heat. I of the don't action. think you can, Zlatan. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I, no, no, I mean, no. I agree, and, and that's why Zlatan has, has said, "Let we'll up. take it." <laughs> oh, yeah, an elbow is a bit different, and sometimes, yeah. you know, if he's looked at him and elbowed him in the face, it's, it's easier to tell. But that stamp, I neither none of us really know. Well, you suspect he's done him deliberately but, but, but you but don't know possibly but you yeah. can't you say can't say no which, which is why, why I think it's worth him appealing don't you I mean yeah, yeah why not and uh, the trouble that's the trouble with video I was always in favour of the goal line you know technology yes, but after that. that everything's still open to interpretation I and mean, we, we had it in that rugby world cup I don't know if you ever watched that but it was um, painful uh, sometimes. They take, take 10 minutes pouring over a decision. You still uh, get it wrong. My God, what, the, what, the, the, the ebb and flow rugby slowed down by <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Wow. As oh, if it wasn't no. bad enough. <laughs> I mean, they need to work out the rules that they use it. I think it's yeah. essential. I mean, there was a, a, an offside I saw this weekend, or the, the ref, the linesman was three yards behind yeah. the line, and you just thought, how can anyone make a Quite, decision? Yeah. What and, would be great, because offside is, is an either or, it's binary, right? So. Yeah. So yeah. you should be able to very quickly well, say, given the fact that given like, the fact like the that a line, toenail yeah. constitutes offside, yeah. I'm 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 not convinced by that either. Because even then, the, it's open to interpretation. Well, well they'll because, have to say, won't they? They'll have the to say that the bloody body remember about, becomes offside yeah, rather about than 15, you. About ten or fifteen years ago, they brought in. You know, when they sometimes bring things in and then pretend they haven't and yeah, never talk about right, it again. There was one season where they said it's got to be daylight. Do you remember? That's right. So it's got to be daylight. I love that. And then they made it easy. And then there will be no confusion, but then they just thought, nah. So and it's, just, it's like you spoiled the game because it meant that strikers yeah, had to. You know, but your toenail in front of the defender is now off. Offside. Whereas your toenail just behind the defender in the old daylight days. Yeah. You, so yeah. What if that toenail scores the goal? What if what if you cut your toenails the day before? You're well, that, feel very I think you what? probably would. But then again, of course, you're playing open toed sandals, so you really shouldn't be on the field to play. <laughs> But let's get back to the heart of the conversation that Priest was making there. Yeah. Is that what he was basically saying was, look, it was 
this was two men on a football pitch <laughs> trying to get the upper hand on each like other. Alan Bates and Oliver Reed. It, it was, it was, it was, oh. <laughs> That's nothing to do with toenails, is it? <laughs> Women in love in front of the fire. Yeah, I mean, oh. you know, mano a mano. That's what they say, isn't it? Yeah, that's what that's, he's saying. He's saying it's primal, is he? Is he saying it's primal? He's saying it's well, we're getting he, back to a man uses, again. But he uses that gladiatorial phrase, yeah. and, and, and I'm worried that we that we as fans and even gentlemen of a certain vintage, like what we are, yeah. are getting are removing in our heads immediately something about the field of play where two fellas, and this is Mings, who's 23. Ibrahimovic is 36, yeah. and they both decided we'll deal with this the way that we want to deal with it. Are we not comfortable with that in its own way? I am totally comfortable with it. And I think, look, you can have all these this sort of histrionical behaviour about, you know, oh, this shouldn't be happening. Well, actually, you saw two guys who were up for it. I still maintain that actually Mings had a, a you know, if he gets a ban, it'll be reminding him he has a duty of care not to stamp on people's heads. And you should <laughs> actually, actually, to be honest with you, that's a sort of given. Yeah, absolutely. But, but, but he, but he, what if he just left one on there just to say hello? Because uh, he, because them two had met earlier. I mean, yeah. Mings had taken out Rooney and Slat yeah. in, in a tackle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, basically, Bournemouth has said we're not going to get bullied. And, and Bournemouth and are like that. Was like they wound up his back and said, "Get out there." Yeah, and Bournemouth have got that in their locker because Bournemouth played Spurs earlier in the season. It was like, I didn't go. Harry Hart don't telly. mess about, does he? Well, exactly. Oh and he he had a running battle with with Wanyama and. Uh, Actually, in the end, some, I think Sissoko got sent off for doing it, but it was he took he cleaned out Wanyama a couple of times. And I think Bournemouth, that guy, that manager, oh, what's his name? Eddie He is a pragmatist, and uh, he knows that in certain games, their their only hope is to go out That's, and really that was out, my suspicion out, in out that fight, game. Yeah. fight the other team. They did it against Tottenham. Find, find the pressure points you go and do it. And to well. be fair to him, he got a point in both games, an unlikely point in both of those games. Yes. Yeah. And what's interesting United. is... With no, 10 men in the second one, yeah. exactly. Yeah. What's interesting is they're the first team to rattle Ibrahimovic this season. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's really done it. And he's got a history of having, you know, had yeah. moments on the field. Yeah. And it's quite interesting that Bournemouth, we all go, well, yeah. they just try and play nice football. Yeah. Well, they don't. They get stuck in. They don't. Look at, look at how, look, you know, the, the classic, you know, like, comprehensive school games TJ, you know, butter wouldn't melt in his mouth. And he's just yeah. cho- chosen, chosen an old-fashioned way yeah. of going about his business. Now, we didn't hate that when we were growing up. Do, do, should we really condemn it and, 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 and vilify it now? Well, the fact that it's yeah. happened this time yeah, in but this for, game. For, we're only, we, get, we want to be entertained, right? So... We, the best I way. I think they're quite entertaining. I'll be yeah, exactly. <laughs> Precisely. What I was going to say is that the game generally has been cleaned of, of that yes. stuff, which means that the better players get to play, which means it's better than it's ever been. That is good. So you get people like Hazard and Deli Alley doing their stuff without being without fear of GBH. But when it does happen. We're not complaining either because no. that's all part of the entertainment. I mean, I, I and it's, it's, rare, it's got gag. rarity. It's very Thank rare. Thank you. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, they used to try and bash Drogba up, didn't they? Yeah. Which was always. Fun. I mean, how much fun was watching Drogba? Would Drogba would not, in a for a heartbeat, say, "Oh, please, you know, this is terrible the way that centre halves and yeah. people come at me." He, he's going bring it on, wasn't he? That yeah. was the way he played his football. That's right. And I, I think we love those old-fashioned duels, which is yeah. what it is. Yeah. But, you know, how many times do you go to a game and you see a thumping tackle and everyone goes, ooh, and then round of applause because yeah. everyone yes. appreciates yeah. it. The yeah. rare treat of this. I mean, just because it sort of technically gets in the way of the way the modern game goes, and of course they should be punished for it, but... You you wouldn't want to you wouldn't assume to see it go out of the game, would you? No, no. punishments are great, 
Punish them, punish They do it. They yeah. accept that. I mean, you've got to punish You can't you take let it go. You take your licks, don't yeah, you? Yeah, exactly. It's like anything. Yeah. You get Do the crime, get, do the time. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Thank you, yeah. Theo. And yeah. that's why cliches are cliches. Yes, right? They're right. They know that's, it. that's what a three-time loser over there. Before we move on to matters different, we'll take a small break and see you in a sec. from the Geek Town Radio podcast, a show that gives you the latest TV, film and gaming news all from a UK perspective, plus the latest UK premiere dates and a ton of interviews from people such as Suits Lewis Lit, Rick Hoffman. It's crazy. The whole thing's crazy. To gaming royalty like Troy Baker and Nolan North. Would you really take a bullet from me? Uh, well, no. That's that's the acting. <laughs> from behind the scenes people such as the directors of smash hit US comedy Veep. We love Geek Town. My kids wear your t-shirts. To screen legends. Hello. Such as Mr. George Decay. Star trekking across the universe. For all this and more, come join us on Geek Town Radio, available to download every Tuesday from your usual podcast supplier and from geektown.co.uk. Now, gentlemen, um... The way that it's all unfolded at um, Leicester, one's tempted to say Shakespearean. <laughs> but you won't. <laughs> Although I just did, didn't I? <laughs> oh, yes. He's been offered, technically as we, as we speak, he's, he's been, the, the job is his for the, till the end of the season. Right. Have the ends justified the means? I mean, because a lot of days have passed, I'll tell you what's, what's passed, it's two, two Leicester wins. Arguably yeah. saved their season. Absolutely. Where do we think now? Now the dust is roughly settling. Where do we think this whole story has ended up? In the usual place. Managers come and go. And and what's interesting is look at Chelsea last year. We got rid of Mourinho in the same sort of situation, but much earlier in the season. So well, a few weeks or whatever. But um, you know, this was always going to happen once a team like Leicester has won the title. There's pressure that doesn't need to be there. You know, and I, I don't subscribe to this. He won the league with them. He deserved to take them down. Well, that's just nonsense. It doesn't <laughs> yeah. work in this day and age. That no. philosophy. Is it, uh, um, it, uh, yeah, to answer your question, yes, the ends do justify. Okay, they were heading down. They couldn't. Oh, yeah, you sorry, were watching them. Well. <laughs> he'd lost. He'd lost the. He'd lost the dressing room. You know, you, you saw it. They weren't giving it everything, and they were definitely heading down. They'd lost like ten on the trot or something ridiculous. There was definitely a emotional reaction around the decision-making process, wasn't there? And perhaps that's what it was. Was it just sheer emotion based on the fact that, of course. This venerable old, you know, old devil. What you mean in the wider world of football? Yeah, people well, uh, getting furious that, about it, and they, this is so wrong, and all that. Uh, I'm probably not necessarily inside the bubble of being a Leicester fan, saying, um, "Well, there, there was the thing. Everyone was telling Leicester fans they should be quite happy winning a, a title they shouldn't yeah. get, and then, and then going, going down next yeah, year." Which is they, nonsense. They were being told Total that, nonsense, weren't they? Yeah. I mean, managers do lose it, even good men. I mean, look at Mourinho. Who'd have been? I mean, that was much more remarkable because Mourinho had a, a massively expensive glittering squad and he'd won everything repeated he was a serial winner technically and on his way with them still. absolutely yeah. and and that was much more remarkable yeah. and they they fired Mourinho if, if Mourinho can get fired after yeah as you said only two or three months wasn't it yeah uh, of course you got fired Ranieri you don't go, you don't go down saying well at least we stuck by one man one man's not as big as the club yes because if you stick by one man you become Arsenal yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> of which in a moment sorry and uh, just prepare yourself lads yeah but did, did, <laughs> Shakespeare's getting a lot of it here the IR go 
role that he's playing within this. Is this unfair on him? I mean, it may well be. Listen, to be honest with you, in a few years' time, you know, well, actually, probably fifty years' time, you know, once the you know the the, the official secrets actors you know, they open the files on it and all that. But it, perhaps perhaps he was in the middle of this somewhere or other, as saying, yeah. you know, just Machiavellian way of sort of like operating the way out. But to a great extent. This is a bloke in a football club who's seeing it going awry and he's trying to fix it. Mm. So is it, is it fair enough that this man is now being said, like, OK, fix it? Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. I mean, that's what happens. In, in football, the best way it works in a team is if you get a hierarchical structure and the old-fashioned idea that people would move up the ladder because they knew the system, they knew the club. That's, so that's, young, young Craig Shakespeare. <laughs> young, young Craig Shakespeare. D5 years old or whatever is, yeah. The, you know, the works experience guy. You know, <laughs> he he yeah. comes in and takes over. And I, I don't understand this, you know, Martin Keown going, this is disgraceful. That this was amazing. weird, I It thought. was a very odd thing. What happens it's, in football clubs other nonsense, than power yeah. plays all the time? crazy Posing, you know, I'm morally, I'm, I'm morally, um, yeah, so grabbing the moral high ground. And when really, football's only about results. To, co- to coin another cliche, that's all it's about. So. It, but it is strange. On that note, though, just to think, because you just made that, both of you made that point anyway, is the fact that we probably haven't forever, or, or certainly at least recently, used that kind of moral high ground. It's all based on this, on the sheer quirkiness of this old boy. Yeah. Winning an unlikely yeah, nice old, title. Nice old the, the, bloke, the yeah. only time it's it's never happened a thousand years before. It won't happen a thousand years hence. So, so to try try and apply the rules of football to this is pointless, isn't it? Well, no, because they can't go. You cannot. You can't allow your club to go down because the bloke's a nice old bloke. They're, exactly. So yeah. you, you can't just dismiss. And say, no, we have to keep him because yeah. it's never happened before. So he has to stay. It's yeah. the dint of some yeah. Yeah. J.M. Barry version of the way yeah, that football yeah. works. You yeah. know, it doesn't work that way, yeah. does it? Every Leicester fan, if they stay up next season, they won't care. They'll yeah. go. He'll get. He, the thing is, he's managed to keep his reputation intact. He was. He was yes. rubbing the cheeks of crying children the day he left. He's done his job. He's yeah. always going to be remembered. Even if they didn't want their cheeks rubbed, they were getting <laughs> yeah. them yeah. cheeks rubbed. Yeah. Exactly. But he'll get. He'll get. A, he should get a statue. He should get a statue. Yeah. They could. They could melt down will. Michael Jackson's and they can make a Claudio Ranieri yeah. out of it and stick it outside Leicester. Yeah. Name a sta- name, name an end after him. Nothing's. This is. Yeah. It's a unique football moment. And yeah. You acknowledge. But you don't have to just drag it on, do you? I don't know. I, I, th- I think I think it's over. Yeah, with the, all the these point is the win. If, moves if, on. if they'd have lost one of these two games, then fine. It yeah. would be, oh yeah. my gosh, what's happened? Yeah. But he's done it. And they seem to look like Leicester from last they season. Give, yeah, they actually look interested. Yeah. yeah. And having been through that with Chelsea, it's an odd situation to yeah. be in when you see players who cannot kick a ball to another person on the same team suddenly start ramping in the game. And I must say, I understand the principle saying, oh, where was all that effort when Ranieri was manager and why are they doing it now? The problem with that argument is like, it's almost like saying, well, they shouldn't be trying now. Yeah. They should, they should actually they well, should carry what, on in some kind well, of principle. That's what a lot of the principle. pundits are the saying, aren't they? they? They really want to have a look at themselves now. That is disgraceful. They've played so well. It is sickening. Yeah, think, exactly. Yeah. They should, minute, they should walk back yeah. in, that, in that dressing room yeah. having won and take a yeah. good hard look at themselves yeah. for daring to have yeah. done so. But people say that. Yeah, they, they say do. they really should think yeah. about what they've just yeah. done. Yeah. Well, they've just yeah. got three points. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, the, the point is something has to give. And to use a cliche, and it's my turn for a cliche. Go on, my son. You can sack a manager, but you can't sack a team. Oh, very yeah. nice. Yeah. That's, but, that, but then like again, the perhaps they'll change the rules next year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
in terms of the way that things are rolling out, how did you how do you interpret the Venga Sanchez story? As we as people are listening to this, Arsenal might just say they might just won six 0 in in you know in Munich and saved. Oh no, sorry, you know obviously you know overturned it at home and they, and they could be going through. Now this is a weird situation because Sanchez patently is the most important footballer they got. Yeah. And in a weird way, Wenger, Wenger did the right thing by him by not throwing him under the bus. Or had Sanchez already thrown him under the bus? Or is there a bus that Arsenal are just under the continual scene? How, how is this one panning out? Well, he's actually knocked him over with a three-wheeler. He, has, <laughs> he hasn't done... It's not one way or the other. You know, if there's been this incident and it's, you know, a, a, a bit of you, you've got to learn and he's put him on the bench, well, that didn't work because the man who came out and started doing more than the rest of the team was Sanchez. Now, he punished him for an entire 45 minutes. 45 so, yeah. minutes. Yeah. Actually, and he's probably going, oh, thank God I'm not out there because yeah. they're playing rather well. Yeah. The other side of it is that, you know, if nothing had gone on, then it was the oddest tactic if you're saying we wanted to play a long ball game yeah. because they didn't. No, but but that's the bit where I, th- I thought that Wenger was probably, because, of course, the story broke afterwards. Now, again, the politics of how this stuff works, how the spin doctrine goes on, I don't know. Wenger took it on the, you know, Wenger took the, took the bullets. It was a tactical decision is what he said. But of course, we then find out afterwards that there were that there have basically been, been issues. Although he's de- and, flatly and he denied him. it, he's flatly denied it. Yeah, so, so there's a long history of lying. Yeah, but he yeah, and he's never seen any yeah, penalty exactly, Arsenal exactly. have given away, so you yeah. can't no. trust so, him. Uh, but Rio Ferdinand's issue in the article day said he said he thinks he's had enough of Arsenal's mediocrity. Is the Sanchez story? Yeah. And, and 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 again, if you in spite of where this may or may not be true, what where yeah. where you know where it lies as to who did what first. If Sanchez, who patently is a footballer with his with yeah. his art not only on yeah. his sleeve but yeah. basically has his badge, yes. he's, 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 he's looking around he's at that showing this, Yeah, what he's saying is is what has been evident to us all, most of all to the poor old goons themselves, which yeah. is that this team, this club, for years has looked like a club that can't get over the line because they haven't don't want it enough. There's not enough about them, and he's a player who's got those qualities, and he's looked around and thought this is never going to happen here because there are people here with their feet up. And one of them's the, probably the manager. He's never yeah. going to get it out of them, and I've fucking had enough of this. Yeah. It's no. weird, because I, I, I didn't realise this. He was at Barcelona to, he led to uh, 2011-14, 88 games. He's played more games now for Arsenal. Mm. He's more of an Arsenal man than he's anybody else. And, and probably and that's in, his, why he's so in his pomp. Exactly. They got, I mean, what a buy, by the yeah. way. For a start, yeah. I mean, one of the greatest buys you'll see in the last ten years in the Premier League. Yeah. Easily turn this man, you know, this man has emerged into one of the greatest footballs you'll see. But can you understand why he thinks that the club hasn't moved, developed the way he's developed? Well, yeah, because they haven't. It's not I mean, he is still that. he is still the best player at that club. You know, how long has he been there now? How many years? Uh, it was since three, he's fourteen. So he's I say ninety games, three seasons or something. Yeah, like so that, it's yeah. about three seasons. He's obviously seen enough. You need to see, as we all know, when you're building a side, players come in every summer who start replacing people, who start fixing certain things. You know, they they just don't do it. They don't look at what needs to be fixed. Yeah, and a player like Sanchez. We all know that the best sides have a decent defence that then attackers can concentrate on what they do. Arsenal don't. They can buy all the silky players they like, but if they can't stop people getting into their net, 
then it's yeah. over. And that's how it's been for years. Yeah. And, and, and I suppose to a great extent as well, you'd argue that he hasn't... I mean, what he'd argue, I guess, as well, isn't he? I mean, I'm sure he can stand up the top guy and to point at the back four saying, that, well, that was, that was crap. But, like, he's not been offered anyone around him as such either, is he? Is this where his, his problem would be? I suppose... Or, or just the whole I think it, whole point of being there, the yeah, nature I, of being I think at Arsenal. It's, it's the ethos of the whole place. And I think that um, the very the way the whole situation was handled just absolutely confirms his worst fears about what sort of a football club he's in. Because he's, he's, sto- he's had a tantrum, he's stormed out, he's disrespected everyone, he's apparently nearly had a fight with one of the players who had to be restrained and all this. And how is he punished? He's not dropped, he's put on the bench. And he's not put on the bench for the whole game, he's brought on it after. I said, would you mind going on and doing 45 minutes for us? He's come on, he's been the best player. And then the manager said, no, nothing ever happened, everything's fine. And he thought to himself, that sums up the whole bloody problem. In a weird way, if he'd have been, perhaps he'd have been sent home and told, never, yeah. don't darken our door yeah. for the next until fortnight. Until you've apologised to everyone. Yeah, you know, until, until, until there's this element yeah. of manning up in there goes yeah. on there. But, in, but yeah, I suppose it is yeah. a bit, it's just a bit drippy, a bit yeah, milksop. Exactly, isn't it? and that's, yeah, what he's taught, that's what he doesn't like. And if you look at all the, the great teams and the great managers, they don't have that stuff. Mourinho no. doesn't 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 stand for that. Ferguson didn't didn't stand for it. Pochettino certainly doesn't stand for it. He's shipped out about eight players for that yeah. kind of thing. He just ships them out. He freezes them out and then kicks them out, and they're yeah. gone. Yeah. He That's, doesn't. He I mean, has zero tolerance. Good example. This is Kuman with uh, with Barkley. Is that there was this whole idea that you know you need to sort of like you know Molly Coddle yeah, and you know the yeah exactly like, you know you know no, kid gloves him right and, and he just basically and, he's, he's, and and suddenly the boys responded yeah. to the way it's meant to be. Uh, let's let's talk about the football, the top of the table. Mm-hmm. Um, let me put it. Let's look at that from this way. Gareth Bale made an interesting point um, as we uh, this, this very evening. He said the Champions League. Um, will continue to suffer, or to, it's going to be a, a problem of suffering for English teams as long until a winter break's introduced. Mm. Now, that's one element of the point I want to make, but because the, the biggest point, arguably, and you two tell me, is, is Chelsea 10 points away because they've had the joy and luxury of just having a, a, a simple, straight run-through mm. Whereas Spurs, but now, which is a good argument, except I would say that that might be scuppered by the fact that Tottenham have ever had the, the, the somewhat precarious early part of a, a Europa League challenge in there and have got to second. Yeah, but only second. Right. Well, 10 points behind, that's a big gap. So, I mean, that could so be. That's, so, that's size so, this of a is gap. a factor. Yeah. Well, I think so, yeah. I mean, look at when Liverpool had their good season, they, didn't, they weren't in Europe, were they? And, it's got to help, isn't it? It's a worry, it? isn't it, that football will be like this yeah. if that's the way it goes. Yeah. But also, I mean, what I worry about the most is I remember growing up as a football fan, the idea of getting into European football and playing against European teams was magnificent. Yes. It was one of those things we all wanted. Yeah. Now, you look around, everyone's going, oh, God, we've got the Europa League. The Europa, oh, I don't want yeah, that. Yeah. And, oh, Champions League. Somehow we're still in that. Yeah. You know? And you think... Something has to give yeah. somewhere along the line. Well, that's interesting, Kerry, because, of course, the point you're making is, is in those days, there wasn't a Premier League. There was winning the championship. Now, is that a different... Is it a different throw? Is it a different sort of like, you know, I don't know target? why, but it, it, I don't know why it's turned Shouldn't out. Shouldn't be, should But it? now the Premier League is, is, is absolutely everything. When I was a kid, yeah, I mean, Europe was massive. Any trophy you won, they're all roughly on a part. We all knew that the Premier League was the one about the best team because you had to win it over, yeah. the, over the 42 games sure. as it was, but... 
But you still, every you craved a European trophy or the FA Cup just as much because mm. of the glory involved and yeah. the, the, the Cups, final and the day yeah. out. Now the the Premier League's everything, but of course, and, and I think this Champions the decline of the Champions League in the perception of fans is quite a recent thing. But I do think it's to do with um, yeah with that thing about oh god we've got to play two games in a week. Well, now there's an interesting and- point though, Theo, isn't it? Is the fact that if there's say a sea change in mentality with fans who are going yeah hold on it's becoming patently bleeding obvious yeah. to us now that we we buy a season ticket and we watch twenty odd games at home and travel to. 10, 12 games away, and that stands for naught because our club is ambitious enough to want to compete on the European front, and I wish they'd stop. Now, if people start thinking like that, which is completely at odds with the way the industry, let's be honest, is set up in it, Gary. Yeah. I think think we need to have a, a look at what football means to us and what we actually want it to do for us because, you know, the thing it probably hints at why we're suffering is because no one has the squads to cope with all these games, yeah. all this travelling, all this. You look at Chelsea in the league this this year. Yeah, we're, we're ahead by 10 points. But I do think it is a wonderful thing when you don't have European football from yeah. that point of view. I'm not saying it's a wonderful thing because I hate Wednesday nights we, yeah. we're not, or Tuesday nights. We're not in the Champions League and that feels weird after all the years of being in it. But I, I do think that we really need to address what is important in football and what we want from football. Yeah. Well, not least of which, and that's really true about the squad thing. It wasn't many years ago, and funny enough, Mourinho was almost a... And I'll tell you, this is how weird this is. Mourinho was sounding weird when he said he only wanted cover. One for every In each position. position. He only wanted a 23-man squad. And nowadays, now you look around, the only accusation is, well, the reason City won't win the title is because they've they've got 12 good men. They haven't got... So so this... no one's carrying a 24-man squad. They've, they've basically got 15 blokes because, that they hope will get you across yeah, the line. I mean, yeah, but you have, you have a first 11. The trouble is you're asking players to, to be good. You need, in order to do it, in order to really, really give it everything in the Champions League and the Premier League, you need 22, 23 top, top players, all of a similar top standard. But, yeah. but, they don't, that, but players don't want to come. And, that, put that across Europe. Yeah. So there's there's ten European leagues yeah. are all targeting the Champions League. There's there's four good clubs in yeah. each league. There's three hundred great. For, but, but I think what Gareth, for example, but, let me give you Tottenham yeah. example. Danny Rose goes out. Yeah, you get Ben Davis, and yeah. suddenly Tottenham's yeah, it's, season's it's gone tough. to pieces yeah. because the left back's not playing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so That's how does this work about, yeah. with the squad system? Yeah, but I think in foreign countries it's not as bad because what yeah. Bale's saying is in England, A, they don't have a... Back to Gareth Bale's they, point. Yeah, they right. don't it's, have a winter break, but also every game... Cliche, competitive. Up, every yeah. game is competitive. Yeah. And in Spain, in Spain they roll over... Real Madrid roll over most teams, no trouble at so all. So I suppose the answer is, is not only the fact that European football is definitely affects, but it affects particularly... The Premier League teams, yeah. because because they never they don't they well, not they don't get a minute off. Yeah. Well, you look at look at we've got Manu in the cup on Monday. Yeah. And Manu have got to go off to Rostov, which is one of the <laughs> furthest flung yeah. places in European football. Oh, sorry about that for you, Gary. Yeah. Yeah, 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 me too. <laughs> right, lads, can he be caught? Can they be caught? No, I don't think so. No. Could, 
I mean, they have to melt down, and they're just showing no signs of doing I've, that I've whatsoever. I, I, I use the term to my son now, I said, a machine. And I, I'm, yeah, and exactly. Nice and that's way. what they look like last yeah. time they won the title. They look like a machine. They just look like it's just going to keep going. There's nothing you can do. It's a juggernaut, and there's nothing you can who catches you up, or who who potentially can catch? Who gets second, Gary? Oh, Tottenham all day long. They're, for me, they're, they're the best team we've played all season, and and they look at every time I, I watch them play, you think, okay, then next year is going to be even tougher because they will get better and better. Without doubt, the best side. Oh my God, we started on the ones. <laughs> it's, it's the ones and twos. <laughs> Love <laughs> it. Hey, listen, that's that. That's the whistleblowers, and we're going to have to finish on the old ones and twos. Thank you, boys. This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at thewhistleblowers.net. When it comes to a software vendor audit, you need to park the bus. Call 0203 817 4880 or visit livingstone-tech.com to find out how. Sports Social Podcast Network.